So welcome everyone today to Psalms Through the Eyes of the Living Letters. And today we're going, we're still in Psalm 119. We've been, we've been here for quite some time and we've still got a good bit to go through Psalm 119. Right now we're on the section of the eight facets of the living letter Chet. Uh, just as a reminder for those of you that that don't know that that Psalm 119 is is set up in such a way where there are eight verses for each one of the 22 Hebrew living letters. And that comprises the whole book of Psalm 119. Now, many of you may also know that Psalm 119 is the the, the largest book in the Psalms and the largest book in the Bible uh, because of the multiple verses. And it has to do with that aspect of the way this was set up. But I love it because just as the Father is multifaceted, he has begun to show us that we too are full, are multifaceted. And in that place also, well, really even before us, I could, I could get into a really deep conversation about that right there alone. The living letters are multifaceted. And so one thing that the father has been calling us into is to be able, is the, the ability to be able to look beyond the ability to be able to see from different perspectives on purpose. Why? Because it's kind of like being on a level playing field. Like I, I, I love football. And sometimes if you're at a football game, especially if you're on the sidelines, that seems to be like one of the best places to be. But and and in, 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 in having an interaction on the sidelines. Yeah, that's great, because then you can talk with the players. You can interact with things that are going on there. But as far as watching the game is concerned, it's difficult because all you can really see is what's in front of you unless you're able to move around. But if you come up here, you get a seat that allows you a better view of what's going on in the playing field, then you can see and watch things develop out on the playing field. Now, why I used football today, I don't know, maybe because it's we're coming up time for football season and, and it's something I enjoy. It really is. Uh, I don't get I'm not a diehard fan of any one particular group, but uh, I just like watching that, especially getting folks over together and 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 having time together. Well, the same thing is true with these living letters. And so we're going to be digging into this when it comes to the living letter. Now, Father has really been messing with me about uh, this particular one. Now, those of you that kind of know me, it's it's funny. I almost every class I teach, and almost every every day, I'm saying the father's method of messing with me. Father's messing with me. <laughs> so it's almost gotten to be a little bit of a joke when it comes to. But it's not a joke. <laughs> it's not. It's just kind of a silly thing because, Father, I don't want you to ever stop messing with me. You know, and, and let me see your word. Let me engage within your word and then let me begin to, you know, thank you for allowing me the opportunity to begin to be able to see that word from different perspectives. Because the more that I see it from those from different perspectives, then the more treasure that I find that's hidden in that word and the more treasure I find, of course, the more I want to look. Right. And so when I say father's messing with me, that's what I'm talking about. He, he just, it's its like this excitement that begins to build in the place of, of searching after his word. And the truth is, is that, that this psalm begins with that aspect of what I'm talking about. So when I say the father's messing with me, believe it or not, this psalm actually begins. This part of the psalm about Chet begins to express that messing with us kind of thing. You see, the living letter Chet in its most literal translation, has to do with um, a fence or a boundary. Now, I know that seems a little odd because, you know, in a in a place where there's a fence or a boundary, then it seems like we're, we're, we're being caged in or blocked in or kept from being able to be free in that area. But But hold on a minute. You know, think about when your kids were younger and if you had a fenced-in backyard, now, of course, you always kept a steady, watchful eye on the things that were going on out there. But if you had a fenced-in backyard, there was a little bit more 
peace with regards to knowing that once they were in the backyard, as long as you had everything blocked off and not them, them not being able to get out of the backyard, then uh, there was a peace that came over you that allowed you allowed them the freedom to be able to play within that area. And you see, to a to a if you can if you can use that same analogy with our relationship with the Father. Paul talked about it a good bit. I don't want to get too much into this because I really want to dig into what the what the 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 this word is talking about today. But Paul began to talk about this place where, if you will, that within there, within that 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 area, there are things that all things are permissible, is what he said, but not all things are profitable. And there's this place of of where I know inside of me that. Father has given me an uh, I'm trying to think of the word to use here. I choose to not allow certain things because to me they bring harm. And so in essence, I, I allow myself to be put within the, the realm of the word of Yahweh. That's why I love Torah. That's why the reason why I love the word is because the, the word itself and the commandments, we, you, know, you guys have heard me talk about this before. The commandments are not laws and requirements that says we have to do this and we have to do this and we have to do that, period. And if we don't do it, you know, God's up there with a big stick about ready to, to, to spank us or to knock us down if we, we do something wrong. No, they are the loving, the, the mitzvot, the, 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 what's translated into the word commandments is the loving instruction of a father. It's that place of teaching us, of, of allowing us to learn of him and learn from his word. And in essence, we put, we put boundaries on ourselves. He, he shows us this place, but he allows us to honor that place of those boundaries within ourselves. So that why? Why? Because we can become overcomers. Now, that's nothing to do with what I wanted to talk about today, but the Holy Spirit led into this, so I'm gonna I'm gonna follow along. But I want to get started with today, because in Psalm 119, verse 57, it says this: "My portion is God. My portion is Adonai. I have pledged to keep your words. I pleaded before you with all my heart. Favor me according to your promise." Now, when I told you guys that the Father's been messing with me, that first part right there, my portion is God. My portion is Adonai. My portion is yod heh really messed with me. Because I remember years ago, you know, especially when we were talking about things with inheritance and legacy and those sort of things, that, you know, my mind at the time, what it imagined was this place of, you know, me sitting in this big house and everything financially taken care of and uh, things going right and things being perfect and blah, 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 and all those other things that that we would think about. And don't get me wrong, but Father wants us to have those things. So I'm not negating any of that. All right. But it, if I really was to look at my heart, my heart was still inclined towards the earthly pleasures of all of that. And the Father was taking me through a place to teach me of allowing his word to become like the way that I saw those earthly pleasures. Does that make sense? In other words, my thinking was wrong in the first place. It should never have been in that aspect of the earthly pleasures. My, my heart should have been in that place of looking to the Father. And I'll be honest with you. The reason why he's been messing with me so much is that as Father took me into the secret place and he began to show me some of the secrets that he showed me with regards to the treasury rooms of heaven and, and those sort of things, you know, there was still a part of me that still saw it that way, saw that the earthly pleasure aspect of this was the one that needed to be the most important thing, or if you will, that it was the one thing that needed to be my proof that the Father was favoring me, 
No, no. I mean, when I when I, when Father began to mess with me about this right here, my portion, my inheritance, my legacy is you, Father. It is your word. And I have pledged to keep that word. I've pleaded with you because I saw that the way that I saw things before were not the ways that I should have been seeing them. I've pleaded with my whole heart, favor me according to your promise. Now, what began to mess with me has to do with that first Hebrew word where it talks about the place of my portion is God. And the Hebrew word, you can see it over on the right-hand side, it's in, in the Hebrew, is the Hebrew word chelki, chelki. And it's spelled Chet, Lamed, Kuf, and Yod. The Yod at the end there actually is uh, denotes a is a suffix, and it means my. So Chelech is the Hebrew word for portion. The Yod at the end makes it my portion. And so it, it it's speaking of the place where Father is saying, and and David is saying here, I realize that my portion is you. So why did it start messing with me so much? Well, as I began to dig into this, I began to see a process of something, one that's been stirring up in me. Now, I'm going to be honest with you that that I'm I'm giving you something that's very very fresh even for me. So I've I've not I've not had the opportunity to really uh express this fully, but there are times when the father begins to uh begins to show me something that he wants me to ponder on. And in that place of pondering, then I, I, I get the opportunity to dig deeper into it. And most of the time with the, when that happens, he keeps me quiet with regards to that. Then there are other times that he says, uh, he gives me a, a Hebrew word, and he allows me the opportunity to begin to talk about it. Because why? Well, because I want to hear your input with regards to this. And so when we do our engagement time afterwards, I want to see what it is that you saw as a result of, of what I'm talking about here. Allow each other to be able to share the treasure. For the other, those of you that are watching the video on YouTube, after every one of our live classes, we have a time of engagement after this. Those times are not recorded for a purpose because it's a, it's a private time where we have the opportunity to be able to engage with one another. If you'd like to be a part of those, then the there's a link down below in the in the description where you can join us on on every one of these Wednesdays at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time in the U.S. So when Father began to reveal to me about the Chalki, I began to see and, and and break them down by the living letters. That's the reason why this class is here in the first place. Psalms through the eyes of the living letters, right? Well, the first letter Chet, of course. Um, in in this in Psalm 119, every first sentence of the eight of the eight, every first verse, excuse me, every <laughs> the beginning of every one of the eight verses that are within a group of that particular living letter begin with that living letter. So all of the beginning of every verse here begins with the living letter het in it on all eight of the different verses. And uh, of course, this is no different. The first word being chelki. But chet, like I mentioned earlier, talks about that place of promise. It speaks about covenant. It means it means fence or boundary. But if you think about that from the perspective, and I didn't I didn't really develop that earlier, but that's because I wanted to hold on till now. But if you really develop that a little bit more, where it its literal meaning is fence or boundary. Think about it from the perspective of a covenant or a promise. When you make a promise or an oath, you make a covenant with someone, you say, well, I'm going to do certain things and you're going to do certain things. So in a sense, you limit yourself to the extent of, of the what that covenant is speaking about. Well, the covenants of God are are. are there for us to, to really rest in, because when we begin to see the full depth of his covenant towards us, the fact that he has given us his grace, the fact that he's given us his mercy, the fact that he has given us salvation, 
the fact the 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 place where he's promised us that he will will carry us and he's we're protected we're samech the place of supernatural support there you go samech has a chet at the end of it and so all of these speak about the place where the father is taking care of us now we don't forget that every time there's a covenant though there is also a responsibility on our side every covenant requires two to be able to join together in that covenant. And so we do have responsibilities, but those responsibilities are very easy. They're, you know, my yoke is easy and my, and my burden is light. And many of the times, really for me, at least this is, this has begun now, I may change this as, as time goes on even, even further, but really the, the, the majority of the, the, the burden that anything is has to do with the burden of choice. I choose to look away from the way that I've done things before. And Father, I choose to look at your way of seeing. So the chet establishes the promises in this, in this Hebrew word, my portion. The lamed, no man, lamed. Lamed is a letter that I love. And when we look at the Hebrew word lamed, it speaks about that place of learning and, and teaching. So it, if when, when the Father invites us into the place of the secret place, we're sitting with him and he begins to teach us his ways. So just like the covenants, he, he begins to explain to us why the covenants are there, why, what, what his reward is in the midst of that covenant. And we begin to see not just the fact that he says, okay, do this and don't do this. No, that's the old religious way of seeing it. But we, we really begin to see the love that he expresses out of that place. Y'all remember last week when we were talking about my daughter, when she was little about putting her hand on the hot plate, you know, and I, and I was talking about how we tried our best to protect her and cover her and and try to keep her from from doing that but once she did when we turned our backs just long enough and she got her hand up there just enough time that she burnt her little hand then of course we immediately took care of her and 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 prayed over her we we wrapped up the 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 wound but i promise you one thing she never did that again <laughs> she knew the pain that was being was caused from her doing that and she she realized, no, mom and daddy were actually telling me something because they loved me. And the heart of the father is just that. And that's what he's teaching us in this place. But it's more than that, because Lamed is also a door. It's a it's a it's a, a door into the fullness of the father and and being able to operate in the midst of of the place of of really in him. I live and move and have my being where where he I'm. I'm I'm resting in this and the in the promises. I'm resting in his learning. I'm resting in the place where he's teaching me. And I'm becoming something. I'm becoming like him. You see, because the next letter, Kuf, speaks about just that. One of the more literal translations of the living letter Kuf means copy. Now, it's funny, if you go dig into, into some of the Hebrew aspect of the living letter Kuf, one of the other things that you'll begin to see is uh, it, it means something along the lines of monkey consciousness. <laughs> now, what that means is that is monkey consciousness means like monkey see, monkey do, right? So uh, if, if you could teach a monkey to do anything and... And it can do what it's what it's seen because it knows it's going to get a reward at the end of it. So his responses are not driven because of a heart of something. Y'all hearing me? The monkey is being driven by reward. Selah for that one. Just a minute. But. That's kind of the negative aspect of Kuf. I don't want to be a monkey who's doing things over and over and over again just because I've seen something, someone else, or heard that that's something that I need to do. 
but I'm doing it mindlessly without any thought only because I know that I'm going to get a reward at the end of it. No, 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 no. That's, that's, that's not my heart because see the other side of the word copy there is exactly what Linda put in the, in the chat just a moment ago, becoming what I behold. You see, one of the things that Kuf speaks about is that father, when I begin to look into your face and I see not only just your covenants and your words that you've spoken over me, I begin to see why these things are necessary. I begin to see your love for me and how you're trying to teach me how to avoid some of the pitfalls that, that normally we, we, we would fall into because I'm hearing and obeying your word. And I'm, and I'm not obeying your word just because I have to obey it. I'm doing it because I want to. I'm doing it because I love you. And in doing so, I begin to look just like my father. You see, now that copy, that's not wrong. That's not wrong at all. But, it's a, but it speaks and denotes a process of how father begins to walk us through and begins to show us who we really are. You know, one of the things that I know the, the, that Father has put us into the ministry for has to do with just that, the stirring up of realizing who we really are in him. We don't realize the power that the Father has given us. We don't really know the fullness. We're still walking through that. I'm still walking through that. I'm still beginning to see the depth of what the Father is calling us into. And in that, we all are, each one of us in our own way. You know, because remember, in, in these classes, and in, my, in the classes in the School of the Living Letters, uh, this is the same true with every class that I teach. And that is this. When we come together, we are a table of kings. We are a table of priests. There is no one above the other, no one below the other, but we are all equals together as one. And as we come together in that place of us being equals, then I realize that you have a portion that I don't have, and I have a portion that you don't have. But in this time when we, we not only have the opportunity to talk, then we also have the opportunity to engage afterwards. And, and in that place, we begin to share that treasure back and forth with one another. And we begin to see the different perspectives. We begin to see a living letter. We begin to see the Father. We begin to see situations differently than the way that we've always seen them before. And so that kuf speaks about that place of, of the process of us becoming what we behold. Now, there's a deep aspect of this where, where if you will, uh, Kuf has a hiddenness to it. And I don't have time to get into that today. And it's something that I teach as a part of our School of the Living Letters. But Kuf has a hiddenness in it because there is a hidden authority inside of Kuf that, that, that says that the rest of the world may not see the power that resides in you, but the truth is, is that it does. But you know, the Father has given you the identity of being a son, and you begin to realize the power and the thing, the words that he has spoken to you, the power to overcome. Overcoming has been a big word for me here lately. Father has been taking me back and forth and into looking at that word overcomer over and over and over again. Because I'm beginning to see this place of where, where in, in life there are, there are difficulties, there are situations there, and the Father many times will bring about, or yes, if you ask me, you know, the Father brings about tough situations, are you saying that the Father tempts me? I am not saying that I am ever, that I never, I'm not saying that, that we are tempted by God ever. Scripture is very adamant about that. However, Romans chapter 8 says that the earth was subjected to frustration, not by its own will, but by the will of one of him who sent us so that we could understand what it is to be. Now, this is my paraphrase about walking, stepping into the glorious liberty of the children of God. It's exactly what it says. 
And and I and I and it's and it's absolutely correct in that place where the there there are times that that when as we go through a time a difficult time that that the we, the father begins to teach us who we really are and we learn how to overcome that situation. Look at Yeshua on the earth. Look at what he said. In this world you will have many troubles, but take heed because I have overcome the world. And what he was telling me is telling us is this. You too can overcome the world. And so he's teaching us this place of overcoming. And Chalki begins to speak about just that. Why? You see that yod at the end, even though it's a suffix and it denotes the place of my portion, the my part of the portion. To me, it also represents the tangible evidence of his promises on the earth. Now, this is the part that that I told you that the father's been been messing with me about because last night I was woken up, I was I was awakened in the middle of the night. It's about three o'clock in the morning. And sometimes when that happens, I'll I'll listen to my spirit man. And sometimes there are times where I'll I'll have this this odd feeling that shows up. And last night was one of those times where this odd feeling showed up. Like it was like well, where did that come from? It was not one that I would have associated with the father. And so it was like, well, where did, where did that come from? And, and the moment that I sense that, I sense that the Lord is calling me towards looking to him. So to me, it's a clue. I, he's, he has revealed a place. Now, listen, he's revealed a place inside of me that needs to be filled. And so what is my response when he shows me this place that needs to be filled? Do I look to try to figure it out myself and try to fill that with the answers that I can come up with in the within the earthly realm? Or do I go to the one who I know can fill that place? Because as I look at the earthly wisdom aspect of that, even even if it even if it covers it over for just a few minutes, that doesn't last. It's only the wisdom of my father that that fills that space. And, and allows me to say, I know that this place is now filled. And that's what was going on last night. And I began to think about this, this word in particular. Now, I'm getting a little bit deep, so I hope you guys are okay with the deepness of, of, of this, because it's, it's a it's something that'll mess with you. It really is. And so I began to ask, I began to, to look at this, from the place of the father telling me that he's already given me all things that pertain unto life and godliness. One of the things that the living letter Mem talks about is the place where we have access into a treasury room in heaven. And the, our treasury rooms, uh, I could I could tell you the story, but I don't want to get into it right now just for time's sake. But the treasury rooms he showed me, I thought were large enough for that everyone in the entire world could have access to this. And we still wouldn't use it all. And I remember one day talking with the Lord and, and he kept giggling when I would mention the treasury room. And he said, <laughs> I was like, Father, why are you why are you giggling every time I say this about the treasury? Room, why are you giggling? I mean, this this place is a massive. It's more than enough for everyone in the entire world to be able to have access to it. He goes, you thought that was everybody's? treasury room? No, that one is yours. Everyone else, everyone, every one of my sons has a treasury room just like that. And I was like, whoa, father, how could, I, I don't even know how I could, I could even think about being able to use all and, and, and be able to have, it's just, it's, it's beyond my comprehension. To him is who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we could ask or think. And he proved it to me right there by that, by that statement. I was like, I, I just don't even, I don't even know. So I was thinking about that from the spiritual realm. And in the spiritual realm, I have access to all of these things. I can, the father has taken me into that treasury room and he's begun to show me some of the things in that treasury room. And I realized that uh that that I have access to those. But they're they're very much on a spiritual level. But what about the natural level? Because I got to thinking about it. Well, 
in the natural, my heart is to give. It's always been to give. And in the in the natural aspect of that, I was thinking, well, I can't go out and write a million dollar check right now. I don't have a million dollars in my bank to be able to sit down and write a million dollar check. It's not possible. As a matter of fact, if I was to write that in the natural, by faith, then uh, more than likely the, the police would come in and pick me up and take me in because that's fraud, right? I didn't have the access of the funds in the natural. And what Father began to mess with me about was just this word right here and how it's beginning to teach us the place of being able to draw from that spiritual realm and make it tangible in the earth. Now, I thank Apostle Aaron Smith for, for this because, you know, I've been a part of the Gates of Zion. And of course, now it's called the Homestead. Uh, Damon, uh, Apostle Damon Thompson has, has, has uh, taken over and uh, Apostle Aaron has, has retired. But one of the things that Apostle Aaron has spoken about for years was the, the, the bringing about of the tangible evidence in the earth. And it made sense to me, but when Father began to open up this word right here, it began to make even more sense. So it began with the place, and this is, I'm just walking you through the process of what Father has shown me so far. It began with the place of recognizing his word and recognizing his covenant. Thinking about, meditating on the promises that he's made for me. And as I do, he begins to teach me. He begins to show me connections in the word and other places. And he begins to show me the depth of how those promises can be, can be made manifest in my life. And not only my life, but others and those, those who are around me. They begin to teach me a place of, of his love, his, his, his grace and his mercy. They begin to speak about the place of uh of, of I, I, I wished I could give you about a, a thousand different things that it can do, but I, I know that Holy Spirit will will dump these things into your spirit, man, what I'm talking about here, because I can I can go on for an eternity and express all the things that Lamed begins to do within us and teach inside of us. And in that place, I can learn to copy. I can learn to become more like my father. Why? Because I'm looking into the face of my father and I'm becoming what I behold. And in that place now, I, I begin to I begin to operate from that place in the natural realm under the full assurance and understanding that those things that he has shown me from the place of the spiritual realm are already completed and done. They are finished. In other words, it is already made tangible. Now, I know I may not be able to write that million-dollar check right at this moment, but in the same breath, I can have that attitude and heart inside of me that says, boom, it is already done. The Lord, Lord had me step into the, the treasury rooms one day, and when he did, he put this chair down in the middle of the treasury room, and uh, I remember that that at this point, my body, my in my spiritual body, was completely on fire. It wasn't just contained inside of a fire. wasn't just contained inside of my skin. This fire was was leaping outside of my skin. Matter of fact, if I was to look at myself from the third person view, then what I saw was this big ball of flame. And he had me sit down in the middle of the treasury rooms, and he says, I'll, "As often as you can, as often as you think about this, I want you to come back here." And I want you to answer some questions. I want you to ask yourself and see what the answer is in those of these questions. What would your attitude be like? How would you hold yourself? What would you portray to other people? In other words, what kind of what what kind of identity would you have if you realized that everything in here in this treasure room of heaven was already tangible and you had access to it right this moment? Would you walk around like the richest man in the world, or would you walk around like a poor man? See, it all has to do with mentality. So what Father was teaching me 
was having and resting in that full assurance of faith that those things that I was seeing from the spiritual realm were already done. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. So you see, all I've done so far is gotten into this first word. We've still got seven more verses to go in this. And I'm going to walk through this as we go through this. But do you see the method, how the father begins to mess with us and say, can you put yourself in these positions? Can you begin to look from these places? Because see, if I realize that these things are already tangible in the earth, then why in the world am I worrying about anything that's going on in the earth? And whether or not I can do this or do that. Father, it's not me trying to worry about the future anymore. Father, what is your word for me to do today? Because today is the day where as you call me into doing those things, you will provide everything that I need for today. Let tomorrow take care of itself. Does not the scripture say that? Let tomorrow take care of itself. Take care of today. Why? Because the things that we do today actually set up those things that occur in the tomorrows. And it doesn't matter about those things because e even the best laid plan and the best picture that I could put on the future that the Father has provided for me, the scripture says that I know the plans that I have for you. Plans for a, to plans to prosper you, plans for a hope and a future. And not only that, I've given you exceedingly abundantly above all that you can ask or think about it. So the best that you can think about it, it's a little tiny drop in the midst of all of this. How would I act? What would my attitude be like if I realized I was a fully a king and everything that, that the father had already provided for me was right there? I pleaded with you before you with all my heart. Favor me according to your promise. Now, I love that because that word of favor there is the Hebrew word kanani. Kanani. And it's spelt chet, nun, nun, and yod. Now, some of you may, may be a little bit familiar with that because you may have heard the word hineni. And hineni is a is a word that has been used many times, well, several times in scripture, where the someone says, here I am. But it's more than just a here I am. It's a here I am, uh, fully able, fully willing, fully involved to be able to do what you've asked me to do. In other words, my main focus is to accomplish that which you, I love you so much that I want to fully, with all my heart, my mind, my soul, and my maod, my strength, I want to, to, to give into this to do what you've called me to do. Samuel, when the third time when Eli had, had finally realized that it was the father that was calling Samuel, he said, go back and tell the Lord, Hineni, here am I. Abraham, when, when uh, the Lord spoke to him, he said, Hineni. Uh, several others, he, Moshe said those same words, Hineni, here am I. Well, to me, I began to stir up a, a, a perspective of this Hanani that was very, very similar because the, the, there's only one difference between Hanani and Hineni, the living letter Chet. The living letter Chet at the beginning of this one versus the living letter Hey when it comes to Hineni. But when we break down this word, Chen is the Hebrew word for grace or favor. So what Father began to mess with me about with this has to do with the place where Chen or Hanan, which is the actual root word that's used here, uh, that, that it speaks about the place of, Father, I am fully here, fully crying out for the place of, of, the, of your favor. Why? Because I pleaded before you with all my heart, and I know that your promises show me that place of your favor but not just the fact that I'm receiving your favor. 
Father, that I may return and give that favor. In other words, I am fully here receiving your favor and your grace and your mercy so that I may be able to take from what you've already given me and be able to give favor, grace, and mercy. You see, the, the one of the key concepts with, with a Hebraic mindset is that, is that I'm a vessel and I have to receive. See, the Father always gives and, I, and we always receive. But the question is, what are we receiving for? Are we receiving to use it for our own selves? Or are we, are, we, are we receiving it to use those things that we need for ourselves? Because, yes, we do need things. But then also receiving to be able to give from that place. And that's what Hanani began to, began to speak to me. Favor me according to your promise. I considered my ways and returned my feet to your testimonies. Now, I love this because... Again, that first part of that, I considered my ways, has to do with the fact that I, I had to stop and look back. And, and the Father's taken me through this as well, where, where I've, I've had to stop and look back at those things that have happened in the past and, and think, look at the choices that I made back then and the mistakes that I made, just kind of like when my daughter touched her hand on the hot plate. You know, the mistakes that I made back then, those things were to teach me the, the depth of what the Father, so I considered my, my ways and realized that I had made a, a wrong choice in that place. So in where I've done that, I've considered my ways and I've said, you know what? I know those aren't going to work. I will return my feet to your testimonies. I will return my feet to the the, the place of the erotecha. I love that word erotecha because you're the, the anyway, the, the, he, the root word hidden in this is the Hebrew word ed. And the Hebrew word ed is a, one of the Hebrew words that speak about witness. So when I see the word testimonies, I've returned my feet to your witnesses. What does that mean? In other words, I have seen your hand in my life. And I've seen your favor and your grace. And I've witnessed that place of your favor and your grace. Those choices were the best choices that I've ever made. Why should I ever think about trying to rely on the old way of, of doing things or rely on the Babylonian ways of doing things? No, I'm going to choose to return my feet to your testimonies. I hastened and did not delay to keep your commands. Again, remember, the word commandments there is this is mitzvot. Uh, and I believe this in this case, it's mitzvotiv. No, mitzvotecha. Mitzvotecha. And, and it's speaking about the place of the loving instruction of the Father. Mitzvah is just that. It's the loving instruction of the Father. Bands of wicked men plundered me. But I did not forget your Torah. I did not forget your word. You know, there have been times that I think that all of us can 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 go back and see where people that not not not, not because of anything that we did, but wicked people have come in and plundered and have taken from us the lost, the stolen, if you will, the forfeited things. Bands of wicked men plundered me. But I did not forget your loving instruction. I did not forget your teaching. Torah in, in Hebrew literally means teaching. I did not forget your teaching. At midnight, I arise to thank you for your righteous ordinances. I thank you for the place of where you've covered me and taken me through this. I love this because... Huh, Father's, father's begun to take me where he's shown me that just, just like David in the beginning of the Psalms begin to speak about, Father, not only let me learn of you during the day, but let me learn of you in the night season. He began to teach me where one of the 72 names of God, Lamed Lamed Hey, speaks about the place where I can ask the Father for dreams at night that allow me to continue to learn of who he is. I don't have to stop. 
I can go to sleep at night and dream and allow the, the dreams of the Father to begin to teach me his word and his ways. So it's a it's a it's a prayer without ceasing, as Paul used to talk about. So at midnight, I will arise to thank you for your righteous ordinances. I am a friend to all who fear you. Oh, yeah, of course. The fear of the Lord, the spirit of the fear of the Lord. Oh, see, when we that's that's one thing that that I love about this group is that that we come together in the spirit of the place of the spirit of the fear of the Lord. And each one of us are, are we, we see each one of us as a friend. We are kings in a table of king in a, in a in a table of kings. We are priests in table in a table of priests. And, and in that place, we're sharing of the things of the other. And we are a friend to all those who fear you and those who keep your precepts. Why? Because we're there to encourage one another. We're, we're grabbing each other arm to arm. Monday night, we had an awesome class. We were talking about the Living Letters Zadi in the School of the Living Letters. And we had an awesome class. We had someone that, that began to share out of a situation. And we began to pray for that person. And, and it was like everyone joined together and locked arms and wrapped around this person that was having some difficulties. And, and we began to share the different perspectives that each one of us had and how it would help. And they, and of course they, they came back later and said, yes, thank you so much for, for the, the sharing of this, because why? Well, because we've joined together, we've linked together. It's not, it's not me having to go through a trouble by myself. It's each one of us going through that because when one hurts, we all hurt. When one rejoices, we all rejoice. Yes, that is love. And that's the expression of the love of the Father through us. But remember, we can't, just like the, what you're saying right there, that's love. We had to first receive that love from the Father to even think about giving it. But because we have received his love, because we come to that place where the spirit of the fear of the Lord has, 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 helps us to realize who we really are in him, then we can learn to express that love back to him. Your kindness, Adonai, fills the earth. Teach me your statutes. Teach me your ways. Father, I thank you. I thank you that that in this in this psalm right here, this these from verses fifty seven to sixty four there, when describing the living letter Chet, really I, I I look at this as a whole, and what I see are the promises of the Father, and what I see from the perspective of of David as he begins to cry out in this place, he's reminding himself, remember. Remember Zechariah. Remember Yah. Remember the 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 things that He's promised you, and the fact that you are of Him. Now I've heard this many many years for many many years, and there's been a resurgence of it again as well. Of that remember, put back together again. Remind me of the parts that you made me to be of the of the of the not only the physical parts but also the spiritual parts of what you made me to be and remember those together allow me to allow every part of my body my soul and my spirit to come together as one so that as we come together all of us we come together as one Remember the scripture says, and it's a, it's a, it's a sentence that's said by, by Jews every single day. Shema Yisrael, Adonai Eloheinu, Adonai Echad. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. But it's not just necessarily from the external aspect of that. God has to be first, first one here. And then we can begin to learn how to become one together. Or if you will, I love this, yachad. Yachad is the Hebrew word for togetherness. It's oneness, but from another perspective. Or like, like I said, the, the, the English word together. So yachad, echad, together, if you will, that's, not, that's probably very bad Hebrew grammar. But the truth is, is it still fits. 
together we become one. But I have to realize it's here first. So, Father, I thank you that that in this place where we were, we're reminded of your promises, that you are teaching us, you are st- showing us your ways, not just not just our direct, the public way, the way that is seen, the way that everybody goes. But Father, you're also teaching us in the native, in the personal path, that private path that you take us on and carry us through, the one where only you and I know the pathway, because there's no marking signs. There's no, you know, that we we each have this place of native, this, this path of native, where the Lord teaches us and shows us the things that we need to, to know. That's the reason why we have so much treasure to share, because we're able to, to find things that nobody else can find, because you've made me to be a facet of who you are. And in that place, only I can go down this path, and only you can go down the path, the native that he has taken you down. But together, we can go direct. We can go along the path that you have called each one of us together and follow after you. But I'm so thankful for the native, that personal private path, that place where it's just you and I. Because in that place, you teach me. You allow me to begin to see who I really am, the kuf in Chalki. You begin to allow me to see who I really am in you. And as I learn this place, Father, I'm able to bring those things that you have seen, you have shown me in the spirit and bring them to the place of tangibility on the earth. Who do you believe is going to, if you will, build the temple. Now, I'm not talking about the physical temple. I know right now in in Israel, they're building the third temple. I'm not talking about the physical temple. I'm talking about the temple. I'm talking about this temple. You see, do you realize that as we are able to pull from the heavenlies, as as Father has made us into conduits, and enabled, you know, Vav is the is the living letter. Vav is means heaven and earth connection, and it is also the 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 letter that represents man. And so, Father has made us through the blood of Yeshua a heaven and earth connection, where we can come up here and see from the heavenly realms, and then bring them into tangibility on the earth. Father, continue to teach us the secrets and the paths and the ancient ways that you have opened up already for us to continue and to quickly begin to build your kingdom here on the earth, this kingdom in the earth. Because your scripture says the kingdoms of this world, they have become the kingdoms of our God and of his Christ, and he shall reign forever and ever. Father, thank you that you reign inside of us. Thank you for showing us this place of who we are. Blessings and shalom.